you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Calling all league commissioners. Maisie is an awesome, simple, and free app that's going to make your life easier. Maisie offers a dedicated, separate place for all of your fantasy football communications so you can talk football as much as you want without cluttering up the rest of your life. Plus, chat on Maisie is multi-channel, meaning you can easily separate trash talk from important announcements. Best of all, setting up your league on Maisie is fast and easy. You don't need email addresses, logins, or passwords. All it takes is a mobile phone number. See for yourself why league commissioners love Maisie. Just search for Maisie, M-A-Z-E-Y, in the App Store and download today or go to maisie.co slash live. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Coe here with you. Oh, it is a packed house in the podcast studio, literally and figuratively trying to cram this much personality into this room. Oh, baby, it is tough to do. Joined alongside by the magical beard of fantasy himself, we've got the franchise. It is Matt Franciscovich. What's up? Oh, had a nice little uh, auction draft last night. Okay. It was out of control. Jamal Williams went for $35. I don't even know who these guys are, okay? What? I, I don't know what's going on. The market was way off the norm. Okay. It's like a keeper league. Yes. I don't know, man. But I've never been more excited for uh, preseason week than week four, baby. Week four? What? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, want, not I was about week. to get all hyphy on that. And I'm like, wait, no, it's week four preseason. Bro. Exactly. There's, That's what I'm saying. There's Let's, no get pumped. Let's get amped. No, there's, no star- there's nothing happening in week four, bro. Well. Okay, we've got the Whisket from Wisconsin, Alex Gellar, in the studio with us. He is no longer the man behind the glass. He is not Mr. Wilson 
He is Alex Gelhorn. What's cracking? I don't know how to follow that up. I just got out of like a 45-minute Corpo season kickoff meeting, so give me one. Not, I'm not nearly as pumped <clears throat> as franchises. Give me one good Corpo buzz phrase you heard today. Uh, synergize. Syner- synergize. Classic. Always a good one. That's always. That's the verb version of synergy, right? Yeah, I uh, like it. Synergize it. Synergize. Didn't it. somebody hit us with Snapchatification like a yes. week ago? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That happened. I wanted to fight somebody. <laughs> I was going to say, time. I'm morally offended. I wanted to here. fight somebody when I heard that. Snap chatification. No, you, <laughs> you did not hear that. We, we really did. That's not. That's true. That's, that, that, is that was a that word really that was that was spoken out loud to us. Wow. Beautiful. MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, what's going on? Uh, I'm, I just want to talk about the Snapchatification, uh, I guess the, the Facebookification of our podcast yes. here. That uh, you know. Indeed. What's you, up, Facebook Live? <clears throat> so for the for the regular viewers on Facebook Live, and of course uh, we stream this bad boy on my uh, professional page. It's uh, Facebook.com slash James D. Co. Professional. A- amateur page. <laughs> amateur page. Am I right? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a little bit of a different setup today. You won't hear any of the drops today, and the audio will be a little bit, a little bit whatever. Anyways, uh, the bottom line is uh, we appreciate you watching uh, on that format. So there you go. Uh, we also have the creator of Reception Perception, one half of the Fantasy Hipsters, as well as West Virginia's finest. We have Matt Harmon in the building. What's going on? What's up? It's good to be here. Uh, exciting day. Uh, we just got breaking news on the timeline about oh, Bruce Ellington. Geez, so what did I miss? I was in that wasn't, meeting. It wasn't actually breaking news, but Michael Lombardi no, no from the, Michael Lombardi from the Ringer tweeted: uh, Texans wide receiver Bruce Ellington will make the team as he's ha- as he's been one of the best wide receivers this preseason. Great pickup. Did your heart skip a beat? Oh, I'm so happy. You loved him last year, and then he got hurt. Right? Yeah, and then he got hurt. Hamstring. Uh, and then the why'd you love him so much? Because he's good. Because he's good, and he was gonna play like the high volume slot receiver role in Chip Kelly's offense there in San right. Francisco. But okay. now he's in Houston, where there's just they're just bereft of wide receiver options outside <laughs> of <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins. They got nobody. <laughs> they got no literally nobody. Ruth, uh, what's his name? Will Fuller yeah. is hurt. Uh-huh. Collarbone injury. Yes. Braxton Miller's not a real thing. Jalen <laughs> Strong. Is not a real Jalen Strong has not been good at all and is also suspended Uh, so there's opportunity for bruce ellington my my guy i'm so excited about this it's all fun fun and games so jj watt starts getting red zone targets a little deep sleeper there get him in there uh we got a big time show in front of us here today we're going to be talking about 2017 uh season predictions and we will give you our hottest of hot takes baby that's going to be happening today we're going to talk about um some folks uh and again in that in that section, we're going to be talking about biggest disappointments, waiver wire ads, breakout players, fantasy MVP as well. We're going to make some more listener league announcements, and we will introduce we will introduce a way to get into mean tweets. We're calling it block party. Block party! Block, block party! So there was supposed to be a drop there, right? <laughs> <laughs> we may uh, get it before we the end of the show. It. We probably won't, so we'll probably just do that and just annoy the crap out of you. So there you go. Uh, we'll find uh, some interesting tweets that have come our way, and we will then subsequently block those folks. So there you go. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll close out with a round of daily daps, but we start your show, as always, with your top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. This is the woo. I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Can you watch the news? Because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. All right, we will start. How about in Dallas, okay? Let's start in Dallas. Zeke Elliott, his hearing just wrapped up. Uh, as I saw this come down, yes? Yes, it yes. just wrapped just up. Just wrapped up. 
just wrapped up, so it's uh, taken a few days here. Uh, Harold Henderson now on the clock, uh, and I think there's some. There's been reports that there is some internal pressure to get a decision by Monday, today Thursday. So uh, we shall see what the decision shall be. Again, there's really only three possible outcomes here, right? That the suspension gets upheld and that Zeke accepts it and that he misses six games. Uh, that the suspension gets upheld and Zeke fights it and a judge would then have to rule a stay or an injunction or whatever it might be. They fight this bad boy in court. We saw this already go down with Tom Brady. He played an entire year, so that would be interesting to see what happened for those folks who have already done their uh, fantasy drafts. Or the suspension will get reduced like we saw with Vontez Burfecht, who saw his five-game suspension uh, reduced down to two, I believe? Three. 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 Okay, so there you three. go. So it would be interesting to see that happen as well for those folks who drafted Zeke Elliott like in like the third round or something in their recent fantasy drafts. There's not a whole hell of a lot of analysis to give from a fantasy perspective until we know what's going to happen yeah. there. And it sounds like that will come down by Monday. All right, let's go to Philadelphia. The rumors surrounding LeGarrette Blunt being cut will not go away despite Doug Peterson saying publicly that Blunt will have a, quote, big role in the offense. It's Philly.com writer now. Zach Berman, who writes, quote, I think the Eagles would be well served to see if there's a better solution than LeGarrette Blunt. He also postulates that Darren Sproles will get the most snaps in that backfield. Matt Harmon, will start with you, but I just I don't know what to make of these rumors, man. I mean, it. it they signed LeGarrette Blunt in the offseason. You think, okay, he's got a role in this offense, but then these rumors persist about him getting cut. Yeah, I think it's always looked like a weird fit. I mean, in the preseason especially, they've tried to get him on, like, outside stretch plays, which it's like, that what, makes are, you no know, sense. what are you doing with right. LeGarrette Blunt? Can't do anything. I mean, he's a hammer, and he fits really well with what New England wanted to do with him, but he doesn't really fit what the Eagles want to be, and they want to kind of spread the field with three wide receivers. I think they'll be in 11 personnel a lot. Yep. Um, they don't have a fullback on the roster, unless I'm mistaken. So that that is really how Blunt needs to operate, and they just don't have the setup for him to, to be very productive there. I think he probably sticks on the roster, but, like, no way do I want to draft him uh, in, in fantasy at all right now. I've buried him in my rankings, like running back 45-ish or something. Where's he I, going in drafts right now? He still, because name value, I think he still goes pretty high, pulling up ADP right now. Okay. I, he, at, at different points in the offseason, he was like a fifth, sixth round pick. Right, and I, right, and, right. And, and when he slipped to like the seventh round, I kind of liked taking him because I thought he had touchdown upside. But now, like, just what are you, what are you, what are you getting with Legarrette Blunt? You have no idea. He's going running back twenty-eight on fantasy football calculator right now, sixth round. That's a pretty clear red light. And I totally agree. I think Darren Sproles is the guy to have. Leads the team in snaps. But Wendell Smallwood also probably figures in. Too. All you're getting with Blunt is what he used to be before his amazing seasons in New England was just a touchdown guy because the Eagles were one of the highest volume teams in terms of running the ball inside the five yard line and at the goal line last year. Like people forget, Ryan Matthews had eight rushing touchdowns. That's last crazy. Year. Yeah. So like if even if you're drafting crazy. Blunt like in the eighth to tenth round. You're kind of hoping he's maybe a touchdown upside flex sort of play. You're not expecting a lot of yardage. Certainly better not be expecting his production in New England. But these concerns uh, are these rumors are making it, you know, much more concerning to draft him in that range. All right. So Cam Newton expected to play week one. Andrew Luck is not. Uh, let's start with Andrew Luck, because right now we're seeing his ADP. I mean, drop like a rock. He's gone from the fifth round to the ninth round. Uh, over the last month on Fantasy Football Calculator, 
I got to say, I, I think at this point, franchise, I'm just I'm all out. I mean, ninth round, even then I wouldn't take him. Yeah, it's like, he's one of those guys where, like, if you take him, you can't bank on him starting the first few weeks, so you have to have a backup plan later. Yeah. Like, get a guy like Carson Palmer, maybe Sam Bradford for the first few weeks. And then if you're getting uh, Andrew Luck in the 10th, 12th round or wherever, where'd you say he's going? Ninth round? Ninth round, fantasy football calculator. Pretty good value if he comes back week three and he is what he was. But I, that, mean, I mean, I think that's the concern. I don't I don't see how if this guy is not even throwing right now. Yeah. How does he come back he in did, week three or whatever it might be he, and actually throw properly? You know what I'm saying? He did play through a torn labrum all of last season and he was did. still the quarterback for. Which so is like, insane. He's a tough dude. Oh, man. But yeah. we have no idea what he's going to be like. I think I you're burning know. a hole in your roster if you draft him right yeah. now. Yeah. Yep. Would much rather spend that on somebody like Wendell Smallwood or any, anybody else. Like, stream the position, take a, a B-level quarterback even for the early portions, and then make an aggressive claim on Luck if he comes back and he's going right. to look good. Right. So, but where's the inflection point, though, for you where – it becomes like, all right, I, I kind of got to do it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, ninth round, I'm I, still I out. I so, yeah. Tenth I'm, round, I'm, I'm out. still I'm, out. I'm, I'm, I'm just out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll because, be like, well, let's say he gets down to 12. Are you still out at 12? I mean, at this point, we're really just taking sleepers anyway. I mean, I guess. I'm taking my quarterback one in round 12. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's what like, I was I'm just like, say. I'm going to get a guy who's going to play for me. Yeah, I'll yeah. take Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, or Kirk Cousins, or Matthew Stafford, or I mean, Andy Dalton. The, obviously, the, the the red flags are that he's not throwing, and Chuck Pagano and his ridiculous statement about I stay, stay in my, my lane, lane and I haven't seen him throw. I mean, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> but Why is your lane? Like, seriously, like you were <laughs> the head the coach. <laughs> like, what is your lane? Uh, not only that, it's like, bro. We know you're lying, dude. Like, why are you just bold-faced lying to everybody but that you haven't seen this guy throw? You, we, you've seen him throw. Stop I think, it. I think the biggest the biggest red flag is the Colts kind of repeatedly saying, or at least implying, like, look, this isn't about the now. This is about the long term of yeah. Andrew Luck's career. That, to me, yeah, says strap in. It may be a while before you see this guy again. Yeah. All right, so there you go. What about Cam Newton, though? He is expected to play week one. Does it get you guys excited about a quarterback who last year was, I think he was a quarterback 16 or 17 or something, uh, something ridiculously low, obviously was injured as well. But, yeah. um, uh, look, there, there's a lot of extra pieces there, um, and he has before last year consistently been a guy that was hovering around uh, the, being a top-five quarterback. Uh, we'll go to the Carolina Panthers fan, <laughs> Matt Harmon. Can you get have it? We have one in the building. <laughs> Bro, I know. You? I mean, look, I know that you're extremely busy on Tinder, but can we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is my oldest sister's birthday, and I was just making sure while I remembered it in this moment to, to text her because uh, I, I am very likely, good, at, I'm very good nice. at forgetting things. That's, that's you want to see the receipts, bro? No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, what was the question? Something about Cam Newton? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not worried about Cam Newton at this point. <laughs> I think that the team is confident in him. Uh, I think uh, you look. I think it's something to to think about. Yeah. And the biggest question to me is, does this offense get going like with this evolution that they've talked about that I do believe is going to happen this year? Is that going to get off to kind of a bumpy start in the first game, perhaps? But I I really like Cam Newton to bounce back this year. I think they have a, a great set of weapons right now with McCaffrey, with Greg Olson, and Kelvin Benjamin, who's looked really good sure. this preseason. I think he's going to get back to scoring about you know eight touchdowns or something like that this year. And and Cam, I'm not worried about uh, in terms of the fact that he hasn't thrown all that much. I think they've wanted to take it take it slow and be cautious with him. But uh, 
the fact that he did get out there in the preseason, I think, is makes me feel better. Threw, yeah. threw a touchdown pass to Kelvin Benjamin. So he did indeed. And that inside slant route that he threw there, you know, it was on time. I mean, it did, wasn't the zippiest of all Cam Newton balls, but you know, I thought it was accurate and. Um, I liked what I saw in the preseason. At least it was encouraging uh, to see him throw and throw with a little bit of pace. It wasn't, again, it wasn't that crazy Cam Newton fastball, but a little bit of pace on that ball, I thought. So I thought it looked all right. So he's going just inside the top 100, you know, around round 9, 8, 9, 10. So I think you're getting okay value there for Cam, for a guy that could potentially be a top 5 quarterback. So, yep. And I know, look, I know there's some hand wringing about, you know, there's going to be less rushing touchdowns and, and all those kind of things, and he's not a great pocket passer, but – um, but the bottom line is, I think you're getting pretty good value. I also do think that what's good coming off the shoulder surgery and, and him resting it a lot this offseason, they really are committed to giving him more layups this year like with McCaffrey, with Curtis Samuel, with even a player like Russell Shepard who's gotten a lot of positive buzz and positive reviews from even going back to last runner yeah i mean they want to give this they want to give cam newton in this passing game just more high percentage throws i mean last year uh our next gen stats he led all quarterbacks with percentage of passes thrown into tight windows and i think we will see that come way and a lot of air yards all of his receivers were like way up there in ranks of air yards per target because it was just a lot of deep routes even greg olson i think only trailed like kyle rudolph and intended air yards among tight ends so like that's crazy everybody was getting downfield there and now he's got shorter passes that can still rack up fantasy points. I, whenever you sit, whenever you think about air yards in Carolina, man, you just think about that ball going deep to, to Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> then you flip the coin as it's hey, coming down. Like, Will he catch it? Will he catch it? Will yeah. he not? I mean, yeah. it's I. That was my. That was the absolute best. That was the absolute best. Watching that ball go up in the air to Ted Ginn, and you're like, now we get to watch it in New Orleans. I mean, <laughs> that's one way to put it being best. Depends I th- on. I think one. <laughs> I got excited. Like, oh my I mean, god! Honestly, is he going to catch it? It was a fun game to play, especially if you had like you know if you're like watching it on DVR or something. So you could just like pause it. and You're like, all right, is he going to catch it? Here or goes. Not? Is he going to catch it or not? And then you survey the room. You catch it. You catch it. You catch it. We have a different <laughs> definition of fun. I like. I like the upside for Cam's passing uh, passing uh, yards, where he uh, can just dump the ball off to Christian McCaffrey, and the dude work. can go get seventy yards after the catch. With those little shake and bakes. I well, yeah, I they, mean, they've never had a player like that before. They haven't, and I love Christian McCaffrey. The thing is, from a quarterback standpoint, you know, counting on yards after catch is a tough way to live. I mean, oh, yeah. it's the same thing that has doomed Alex Smith for so many years. Yes, he's got guys who can who can perform well with the ball in their hands, but that's a that's asking a lot of your pass catchers all the time. Yeah. and I feel like that's that's my concern with Cam is that he's going to start to lose some of those passing yards. The hope is. He ends up remaining as their goal line back, but I don't even know how much they want him to take that sort of punishment. Yeah. Well, that's how he got that concussion. Was right. Yeah. Goal line carry. I think he probably threatens for five, six rushing touchdowns this year. There's you know, no way he doesn't. He get had at five least last. Oh, he'll get a few. No, he'll definitely get. A he's few. gonna get five. I think, and he's even said, and I know some people really ran with this with like Cam Newton's fighting the changes in Carolina, which I think was a little generous to interpret it this way. But he even said, like, you want a, a lion not to roar. Like that's what he's good yeah, at. He's yeah. good at being a vertical passer. He's yeah. good at being a threat on the ground. I think they just want to evolve the offense to the point where that's not all that they exactly. can do. Because that's literally all that they've done. And I don't want – I will go on tilt about the Carolina offense at, at any at any point, so I'm going to try to not get triggered and be, be concise here. But they, they have – they have only yeah. been a low percentage deep passing offense that's also based on his rushing. They have not had any other dimensions the last three years, and now they do. All right. There you go. Uh, you know you're listening to a fantasy podcast when we start talking about George Kittle in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
The Niners traded away Vance McDonald uh, to the Steelers. Fifth-round pick George Kittle. making. Uh, I mean, he's making a lot of noise uh, there in San Francisco. And I, and I know a lot of folks uh, not really paying attention to the Niners right now because, you know, they're bad. Okay, that's that's fine. I get it. That's but, your mistake. Uh, fifth round. <laughs> <laughs> George Kittle, though, is making some waves, and, and his development was a big reason why the team that – thought that they could move on from Vance McDonald, who was a big portion of that team last year. So, uh, George Kittle, I, let's start with Vance McDonald. He goes to the Steelers. Um, you know, I, I was trying to rack my brain as to whether or not Ladarius Green was still on that roster. I couldn't even remember. He cut him, I think. So, uh, Franchise, we'll start with you. Uh, he goes to the Steelers. Yeah. Is there any value there at all? I mean, Jesse James, is, I don't know if he's the starter. Maybe he is, but I, I figure he still have a role in that offense. He might have a role. I just think they needed someone with more upside who can do more after the catch. Jesse okay. James kind of catches the ball, and that's it. Yep. And he goes down. That, that he does. But he's he's a limited player in that regard. He's a great blocker, but, like, pass catching, he's kind of a limited Yeah, option. I think he was kind of forced into a catching role last year because Ladarius Green the was – poor great. man's Heath Miller. Um, Super poor man. There's a lot of mouths <laughs> to feed in that offense. That's already I a pretty low bar. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> There's a lot of mouths to feed in the Steelers' offense. We can't forget about Eli Rogers in the slot. Lev Bell catching we passes can't. out of the backfield. <laughs> no. I, I kind of had. You guys. Oh, no, we've angered him. <laughs> We're not even something, to the block section yet. Something that, something We're that all blocked. brings all another factor to the Steelers' offense is Vance McDonald's speed. I tweeted a, a stat, okay. a next-gen stat. He had the fast two fastest speeds among tight end ball carriers last year is that right and both of those were touchdowns Vance so McDonald? like yeah. and everyone is like oh he drops a lot of passes he has a very high drop rate okay. among tight ends but when he does catch the ball he's, he's gone he's home he's, run threat. He's, he's, he's fast, fast no, for he's a big legit guy legit fast so that, that that's another wrinkle in that Steelers offense maybe down the seam you know big Ben are you telling me that you don't know his 40 times? I do not know Vance McDonald. <laughs> he's athletic. Like, his metrics are, are good. Okay. Yeah, athletically. McDonald um, kind of gives them. I just don't know. I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I'm just concerned. Like, he's joining the team a week before the season starts. I don't know how yeah. integrated he's going to be right off the bat. I wouldn't gotcha. be drafting him. Oh, I would draft him in my three tight end league? Sure, in that yeah. format. Yeah. <laughs> Is Danger Zone a three tight end league? <laughs> I know. Vance McDonald's 40 time? 469. Nine. Nine. Nice. <laughs> so nice. But I think they he, this is the he's, it kind of gives them the same dimension yeah. uh, that they kind of wanted from Ladarius Green. Big you, seat, you saw big that play flashed seat, a couple times stripper, when Green yeah. could get up that seam, how dangerous yeah. it was oh, yeah. with Brown commanding attention on the outside. But this is also good news for Kittle because – Talk about 40 times. <sighs> four five two on uh, old George Kittle there. 94th what? percentile. On, I knew I'd get oh, it. Oh, it'd be worth 94th. going to Facebook Live just to see James' reaction. <laughs> when, when I said 452, 94th percentile on Please. mock draftable. 98th percentile. Broad I don't know if you know this. There, there, is a, there is a growing underground yeah. George Kittle fan club. Like, it's, it's, it, the drum beat is happening. Hold it was up, starting dude. back in the offseason. It really like, was. But that when Vance McDonald was there, it was like, okay, we got to just chill wow. on Kittle for now. Like, yeah. he's like a dynasty ad, not redraft. But now that. Uh, McDonald's like, out of the way. Kittle could be in the mix as like a much like the end. sun coming out from behind the shadow of a moon during the solar eclipse. <laughs> this is George face, Kittle. This is the face of a man who's just fallen ready to shine. Let's relax a little bit. He maxed out at, at like twenty-two receptions in college. He was in the, well, Iowa, in the Iowa offense though. Like they don't ever yeah. put up a ton I mean, I of passing like, yardage. Yeah, the, the leading receiver in Iowa usually catches like thirty-seven balls. So you know, so whatever. we just think he's going to come in and be like a sixty-catch tight end on the. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, James, James is all in. Man, let's go. Four-five-two. 
What? Tight end? Let's go. He does I'm only in. have 10th percentile hand size. Okay. So hand size. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. But, right. but there's, some, there's room yeah. for more people there. In that. Besides Garcon, who's going to you know yeah. lead the league in receptions again this year. Yeah. Uh, there's room for more players there in, in San Francisco. All right. There you go. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, if he's got that kind of athleticism, I mean, you know, he could stretch the field. Sure. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, and as you mentioned, Vance McDonald now gone. Uh, certainly that leaves a lot of volume at the tight end position anyways mm-hmm. uh, for George Kittle. And and here's the thing too, right? Like, you know, you think about the quarterback situation, uh, you know, Carlos Hyde is their, is their best weapon, but you, you, got, you would think given the, the lack of outside talent that they probably will utilize the tight end? Well, Kyle Shanahan's offenses have historically, you know, even dating back to his dad, Mike Shanahan, they've historically had a productive tight end involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't too much of that last year in Atlanta because they had Jacob Tammy and then a rookie in, yeah, Austin, in Austin Hooper. And it is important to always throw cold water on rookie tight ends. They right. take a while to – they're a slow burn position. But, yeah, this is an offense that does – I mean – Look back into to, to his Washington days. Okay. You know, Jordan Reed started to emerge there. I mean, Niles Paul was even kind of a guy that – True. Well, look back to – Fred La- Davis. Last year even. I mean, Davis. you know, we saw Austin Hooper start to get some yeah. fun in that. And even Jacob Tammy had some streamable weeks right. the last two seasons there. There you go. So, George Kittle. Man, you are definitely listening to a fantasy podcast. <laughs> you like it. All right, here we go. Every throw, every catch, every two-minute drill, every fourth and in inches, it is NFL football, and if it happened, it's on NFL Game Pass. If you are a hardcore fan of the NFL, there is absolutely no reason why you should not get NFL Game Pass. Now, all of us obviously use it extensively but you know can you guys talk about the all 22 film and 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 marcus i know you love the condensed portion of that as well i do uh you know especially because obviously on sundays being here we we see a little bit of everything and it's hard sometimes to focus in on a game or two necessarily so being able to watch those condensed games in the space of about you know half an hour or so 45 minutes it's great It, it helps to catch up on the rest of the week the things you didn't see uh, I love it. I love that. The all-22s are great, uh, being great. able to kind of see how, how plays break down. And that That's my thing. favorite part. Yeah. And Game Pass, at its best, is amazing. The all-22 is great for things like earlier in the year when I was stumping for Doug Baldwin in the offseason, people were like, oh, he only benefits when Russell Wilson gets out of the pocket and stuff. So you like, go to the nah. all-22 and look, no, every nah. single one of his touchdowns, you search for Doug Baldwin touchdowns, except for one has come when Wilson has been stationary in the pocket. There you go. Kick off your free tryout today, NFL.com slash Game Pass. All right, let's get into 2017 season predictions slash hot takes. <sighs> NFL.com slash fantasy predictions. If you want to see all of our predictions, we'll get into some of them right now. And let's start off right at the top, fantasy player of the year. <laughs> Alex Gilhar, give well, me your prediction. You want the real one? The real one I put is Le'Veon Bell in the article because he, if he's going to be back for the full season, that offense is going to be high-powered. They're going to have a lot of scoring opportunities. Going to be loaded. You know he's going to get a lot of touches out of the backfield and a lot of passes out of the backfield as well. Yep. His ceiling is through through the roof if everything goes well. I co-sign that, man. So it's not a not a flashy pick. I mean, we wanted to pick a good one, but now yeah, yeah. for the hot take pick. Hot take. Hot I was gonna say hot we explained like what we're doing here that we're giving a real predict like the prediction, yeah. the real one, and then now we're real. gonna give a hot take. One. So I feel as if we shouldn't tell people what which one is which. I don't know. Figure it out. I think they'll be able to know. I think they'll figure it out. I know. Won't be difficult. Fantasy player of the year, George Kittle. (laughs) All right. The hot take. That's not a hot take. Not a hot take. We want to bring some fire to these hot takes, so why not go with the ginger, the red rifle. Oh, baby. Andy Dalton in Cincinnati. 
Woo! Now, why might he be the fantasy? Why player might he be the fantasy year? player of the year? Because this isn't just strictly highest scoring, but also you know, kind of MVP. Yeah. You're getting Dalton at Dalton at the back end of your drafts. Throw out last year, everything went wrong. That's right. The guy was on pace to finish as a top five quarterback two years ago before he broke his thumb. Now he's got John Ross. Now he's got Joe Mixon. Tyler Eifert should be healthy. AJ Green is healthy. He's got Boyd. He's got LaFell. That offensive line is slightly concerning. Don't care. Dalton Don't care. Could, Dalton could throw Ooh, over 30 touchdowns. Go. And whew, then you're cooking if you get him in the 14th round. MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, give me your fantasy player of the year. Uh, my actual fantasy player of the year will surprise no one. David Johnson. Reach. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually my hot take uh, of the fantasy player of the year is David Johnson. Unbelievable. Um, I mean, look, the dude is gunning for <laughs> a thousand and a thousand yards. You know, they, and he can they, do it. He can do it. I mean, Bruce Arians saying, you know, I, who knows if this is true or not, but talking about the potential of him having 30 touches a game. Um, he is where the offense runs through in Arizona, and yep. he's got the ability. And you know, he had an amazing season last year. If he can even come close to that again this year, he'll he, be. A it top wasn't five. fair, like going against him in PPR leagues. Oh no, it was just not. No, cool. take the L. That was <laughs> like, well, we'll try again next week. On to next totally week. Not cool. So um, that my, my hot take fantasy player of the year. We're going with the rook, Christian McCaffrey. Oh baby, there it is, man. <laughs> wipe the sweat off my brow. Man, we're going Christian McCaffrey. One. Like he is C Mac player of the year. Let's go. I'm telling you, man, that dude's putting football porn on Twitter every couple of days, man. <laughs> like when you got the Panthers tweeting out Luke Keekley uh, looking like a like a top man yeah. in a tornado, like okay. just spun around. I like mean, it? It's Keekley. It's Wesley Woodyard. I mean, we see veteran linebackers struggling trying to keep up with this guy. It's to the point that eventually. If they start lining him up in the slot, you will see a slot corner probably coming to face Christian McCaffrey. And the bigger part of and it is – And still lose. And still lose. The bigger part of it is the thing that surprised me, and I've said this before, I didn't think he could run between the tackles. But he's done that and done that pretty effectively so far in the preseason. I know Jonathan Stewart still has a role here, but this offense looks like it's transitioning to start to funnel through Christian McCaffrey. Matt Harmon. I thought my uh, my prediction for fantasy player of the year was already kind of it was very hottish, more hottish than the rest of you goofballs going with the top two. I almost picked him too. You almost did, but I did. I picked Russell Wilson as my fantasy player of the year, Lord, because I think when if you're going to skew late round quarterback drafting, you want to find that mid range guy that has QB one overall upside in his range of outcomes, and I think. That Russell Wilson has that this year. Last season was a a wreck for Wilson from a health perspective, and he really gunned it out and played through it all. His 3.8 touchdown rate from 2017 was a career-low watermark. His career average actually sits at 5.6%, which is rather high, and he's cleared 6.3% three times over the last five years. Mm -hmm. And his rushing stats, 72 rushes for 259 yards, were also a career low. Okay. Obviously being banged up, that's what's going to happen. It's all coming up millhouse for Wilson this year. (laughs) So he's due for already some progression in his statistics (laughs) just based off his career career averages and couple that with the fact that Wilson has a resurgent Jimmy Graham who's looking more and more like New Orleans form Graham the best slot receiver in the NFL don't at me in Doug Baldwin he has two intriguing young speedsters in Paul Richardson and Tyler Lockett bro I don't think you need to give a hot take really I I know right I I just want to keep being like yeah boy he's got got plenty of other ancillary weapons like a CJ Procise like a Chris Carson these running backs who could chip into the pass game it's all coming up for Wilson. I really think he could finish as a QB1 this year. And you get him in, like, the sixth, seventh round as opposed to guys like – Love it. Going in the third. 
So I really like Wilson as my fantasy player of the year this year. Okay. Now my hot take, which I feel like I'm <laughs> kind of disappointing now, is Des Bryant, <coughs> uh, which I still feel is like is is rather hot. That's kind of hot takey. There, there's a lot of people that are worried about Des Bryant from a schedule perspective, and he does have a tough slate of cornerback matchups. Also, people are worried about him being a low-volume receiver, but Des Bryant has always been a low-volume receiver. 100%. But what has buoyed him has been touchdown He's production. A touchdown maker. Beast. And he has 11 – or he has two touch. He had two touchdowns in the playoffs. Uh, he had eight touchdowns last year. He's still one of the elite touchdown receivers in the NFL, and I think Dallas as a team is going to regress this year, not just because they're missing Zeke, but just naturally that's going to happen. They will be taking to the air more. I think you're going to get wide receiver – one overall upside from Des Bryant in the second round. It's within the range of outcomes, and you're getting him at a discount. I think Bryant could well finish as a top-five fantasy receiver again. Franchise. All right, last year I went with Aaron Rodgers as my fantasy player of the year and okay. was correct. You were correct. <laughs> so this year I'm going to go with him again because, duh. And you'd be correct. Uh, I mean, the one thing that kind of separates Rodgers from guys like Brady and Breeze is he uses his legs more. He can run. He's fast. He runs touchdowns in. He had four rushing touchdowns last year. He was the top fantasy scorer by about 30 or 40 points. It's usually always a quarterback. And his weapons are – they upgraded his weapons. They got Martellus Bennett at tight end. Randall Cobb is healthy again. They yep. hopefully have a better run game than they had last year because oh, it was they terrible. Will. Yeah, they definitely So I'm chalking up uh, like Aaron Rodgers. Oh, no, I like it. My hot take – is Derrick Henry. Uh-oh, watch out. Watch Henry, out. The Derrick Henry over. love affair's back. Here Move over, love DeMarco affair's back. It was never gone, Mark. That's true. It, it just never. cooled off for a moment. He averaged four and a half uh, yards per carry last year on 110 carries. If Look, DeMarco Murray's coming off a hamstring injury. He doesn't look right. He's older. I think they want to – and Derrick Henry looks like after one year under his belt, he looks a hell of a lot better than he did last year as a rookie. Smoother, faster, kind of understands what's going on in front of him more. And he's a tank. Yeah, I say, I say ten ten rushing touchdowns and twelve hundred yards. Go get it, go get it. I also said Lev Bell might be my uh, w- will be the uh, fantasy player of the year. I just feel like, I just feel like it's like a Ladanian Tomlinson type season coming for Le'Veon Bell, man. Like He's they too got, good. They've got so many weapons there in Pittsburgh, and <sighs> this this is the fu- this is the part of it that makes me like, okay, why is this a bad thing? Like people are saying, oh well, Antonio Brown is there, Martavis Bryant is there. They're gonna get they're gonna get looks around the. And I'm like, they've been there the whole time. Th- I'm like, bro, they've is- been here the whole time. <laughs> how is having more scoring opportunities a bad thing for Le'Veon Bell? It's not. So I just think, you know, look, he's a top two pick, and he absolutely needs to Can be. Can I ask you okay. one question about yes, Le'Veon please. Bell, though, James? Please, please. Has he got bars or nah? <laughs> no, he does not have bars. Okay, cool. <laughs> he goes by Juice. That's his, uh, <laughs> by the way, that's his uh, hip-hop handle if you guys uh, want to go find his work on SoundCloud. But, uh, but no, uh, my hot take is going to be Todd Gurley. I just, look, Whoa. it's an offensive line that's been revamped a little bit. Um, they've added some pieces there. Uh, and I just think the offense in general is just going to click better. You know, this is it's the same guy we saw as a rookie, the same exact guy. I think the effort level will be higher this year. The volume is certainly in line for, uh, for him to be an absolute beast. But I wouldn't be surprised if Todd Gurley comes out of nowhere and absolutely just wrecks shop i like the call hmm. all right interesting uh yeah interesting I know. all right breakout player of the year let's go gilhar 
breakout player of the year. I need to get to the appropriate tab. And of course, you have a call hot me a homer. Whatever. What for my break? Wait for, for the, the hot homer. take. For the hot take one. I'm just I'm more excited about that. But oh continue. God, I can't wait to get to that. I'll speed through this. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about Ty Montgomery yeah. ad nauseum on this podcast. Have indeed. Same case with Le'Veon Bell. Oodles of scoring opportunities. Sure. Converted wide receiver can yep. catch the ball. Looks love like him. a beast running through the love tackles. Love him. Love him. Love him. His upside is through the roof if he stays healthy and holds on to this number one job. And even if he doesn't, like back in the days of Eddie Lacy, I said this in Fantasy Live the other day, James Starks was stealing 20 to 30% of the backfield carries, and Lacy was still a top six fantasy back. Right. All right, that's that for the Heat. You ready for this breakout player of the year? I'm not ready. Brian MFing Hoyer <laughs> in San Francisco. Oh, my gosh. Man, now, it, it's like 100 degrees outside in Culver City, but it might just be hotter in here. Now, right. I'm not ready, dude. The thing is, Brian Hoyer, journeyman, never played a full 16-game <clears throat> season, keeps popping up for random teams, gets pulled for Ryan Mallett in Houston last or two years ago. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. However, you actually look at his production. Over his last 12 starts, he averages about 17 fantasy points per game, and that was on the Bears last year, which were bad, and then on the Houston Texans two years ago, which was also not a great offense. Yeah. Now what does he have? He also has Kyle Shanahan, a guy that's a master of creating situations for his team and playmakers to score fantasy points. Brian Hoyer isn't even on the GD radar in fantasy right now. <laughs> you can pick him up and stream him in some of these weeks, and I'm telling you what, Brian Hoyer might just finish as a top-20 fantasy quarterback. Man. Breakout year at age 31. That's right. In fantasy. That's right. He hasn't done it yet. It's never, it's never too go. late. He threw the same amount of NFL interceptions as you did last year. Also, franchise. for the record, done. in 2015, he had a five-game stretch before he got nicked up again where he was the starter, averaged 19.9 fantasy points per game during that stretch. That was the sixth highest total, trailing only Palmer, Manning, Brady, Breeze, and Phillip Rivers. He is I, legit I underrated. That. He's I, underrated. He's an underrated quarterback. So if he plays a full 16 games in a Kyle Shanahan offense with, with the best receiver in the NFL. And best Diego. receiver in the NFL. <laughs> George Kittle. <laughs> Can I ask you why does fantasy Twitter love Pierre Garçon? Dude, I I'm, I love Garçon. Garçon is, I, it's like, like become why? the I'm player just, that I've drafted more than anybody else this year. I'm so utterly confused he's as to tar- one, tar- he's tar- actually him. good, and he's going to run it. He's my bargain on this list. We're not going to talk about bargains, no, but he, he is my bargain on the, on this list if you go to fantasy predictions. Uh, he is going to inherit a ton of volume this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, like I said, he's actually good. He's been productive throughout his career. His uh, per- reception, perception, success rate, versus man coverage, 74th percentile last year. Okay. So he's a good player. All right. A good situation. All right. There you go. But fantasy Twitter just – I, they, they go crazy for Pierre Garçon. I Which is funny, though, that his value really hasn't come up. No, he's, still no. Getting, like, he's still getting drafted outside no, the top that, 35 receivers. And that's why I'm saying fantasy Twitter loves this guy. You know and nobody saying? else is like, <laughs> oh, I drafted <laughs> him in like, my auction last night, and everyone's everyone like, was nope. like, oh, 50-50 on Pierre <clears throat> Garçon. Yeah. Have you heard his team sucks? <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. He also spent 35 bucks on Jamal Williams. Yeah, I know. So, so yeah. Let's, uh, let's chill. All right. uh, MG, let's go. Uh, my breakout player of the year is Jameis Winston, and I've I've been driving the Jameis Ooh. Winston train for a while now. I think I think top ten finish seems nearly assured, barring some sort of disaster. And if things break right, I think he's a top five fantasy quarterback this year. I think adding Deshaun Jackson means a lot to that team. Yeah. Um, to go along with Mike Evans, Cameron Brait, and and the running backs they have there, so I I'm big on Jameis Winston. Like it. My hot take. Hot take. Going back with another rookie, Alvin Kamara. Nice. And this is a this is a 180 degree turn for me because I was sort of like meh on Kamara during draft season. Oh, dude, I was super meh on Kamara, and I will tell you this: he has proven me wrong so far. I mean, I know it's preseason, but he has looked way more productive than I ever imagined he could be. And you know, I know there are guys in front of him, but the talk about Adrian Peterson is that yeah, sure, he looks great and he looks like the old AD sometimes. 
but he hasn't been able to, to duplicate that consistently. And that's part of the problems of age and injury and that sort of thing. Eventually, you start to slow down there. Obviously, they don't like Mark Ingram. I don't know what the dude did. I don't know if he kicked Sean Payton's dog once upon a time, but they just don't seem to like him. So if you got one more guy who is performing well, who's drawing rave reviews in camp, who can both catch and run the football, it just seems like another excuse for Sean Payton to give Mark Ingram the Heisman, but not the trophy, not yeah. the one that he actually won, just not the, the not the good one, the metaphorical nah, bro, we don't really need you here. So uh, I can see a situation where Alvin Kamara in a high-volume offense that likes to get the ball up and down the field, yeah. Kamara could slide in there and open a lot of eyes. And right now he's he's pretty much free. Injuries. I mean, what we saw, too, during the preseason, and I think what we'll see here is that he fills out that, you know, Darren Sproles-ish type role yep. in that offense. So even in – and I think even in limited touches, limited opportunities, I think he can be highly efficient. Uh, given the offense, and if that's the case, man, I, again, in standard scoring leagues, non-PPR, I love Alvin Kamara um, in terms of just being potentially a high-efficiency guy that you stash, you take late, you stash him, and you just see what happens. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Mark Ingram has been banged up throughout his career. Adrian Peterson, obviously, as we know, getting up there uh, in age and injuries as well. All right, Matt Harmon, give it to me. Breakout player of the year. So my breakout player of the year is Stefan Diggs, Vikings wide receiver. He's coming into his third NFL season. He you already love has Stefan Diggs. He already has 136 catches over the first 26 games of his career. So you can argue he's already kind of building yeah. a great resume, but I think this is the year where he really explodes and becomes a top 15 fantasy wideout. He's one of the best route runners in the game. Uh, I mentioned reception perception earlier. Uh, he actually posted a 75% success rate versus press coverage in the games I charted of him last year. So he can beat press coverage. He separated well across the field, deep routes, short routes, intermediate routes, what have you. He can win at all areas of the field. And the receive, he averaged 8.6 targets per game last year, so he should have really no problem getting over 130 this year, and that's perfect for, for a fantasy breakout player. And there seems to be this newfound concern over the fact that they're moving him to outside receiver and out of the slot. I mean, I have gotten Wait, but do you think that's going to affect his production? I feel like <laughs> Matt, I have happen? I feel like I have gotten this 3, Stefan Diggs? 3,000 questions on Twitter. Wait, why would that why would that be a concern? First time in NFL history apparently that a receiver moving outside from the slot is a bad thing. <laughs> Look, if I'm we I'm so confused by this. If why we would, want why would people literally why would people tweet you that? that because makes no sense. I think I th it down. Yeah, I think it I Is think that what that, it is? I think much. that's part of it. Wow. But it's just I think people sometimes get a hold of, like, one thing and just okay. drive it into the ground. Uh, and so I think that's where we are with this. And I, But if a, if a receiver can play outside, which I think Diggs 100% can, as I just mentioned with the press coverage stat, and I, I think we want him to do that. Like, if they can do something beyond just get empty receptions like Jarvis Landry out of the slot. You want them winning vertically. You want them making big plays. 100%. And I, I was I was tweeting about this today. Uh, I posted Sam Bradford's next-gen stats passer rating grid, and, yeah, he had the lowest percentage of his passes travel beyond 10 air yards, but when he went deep, uh, it was 20 good. extended air yards, he had 52 deep attempts and his 105 passer rating ranked ninth best in the NFL. So as long as that offensive line can hold up, he can go vertically. And the best – passer rating on the grid was on the right side of the field where Diggs took 56% of his plays this preseason. I think we're completely fine that he's playing outside. Stop asking me questions. About <laughs> now, Andrew. my hot take, 
is that Sterling Shepard is the fantasy breakout player of the year. Oh, baby. Sterling Shepard, a longtime favorite of mine, another reception perception guy. Yes. Uh, he obviously was the best prospect I charted at facing press and man coverage from uh, back when he played at Oklahoma. This past year, as a rookie, he posted 71% success rate versus man coverage. He is strictly a slot receiver for uh, the Giants, but they will be on three-wide personnel all the time. He's just too good to me to lose out to Brandon Marshall, who is old, who is playing on a new team, who is already banged up. I think that Sterling Shepard outproduces Brandon Marshall this year and is a way better value. He and Pierre yeah, Garçon I agree with all that. I, I never bought into the, well, Brandon Marshall's there, so forget Sterling. I never yeah, bought into that. Uh, completely. I, I I think it's, like, so strange. He scored eight touchdowns as a rookie, and, like, they're just going to cast him asunder? <laughs> no. Sorry that you didn't. Thanks. We're good. Yeah. Here's Ride the Pine Right. <laughs> right. And, 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 of course, like, I have – Marshall ranked higher than Shepard, but I think that the gap is way too far in ADP. Hypocrite. I mean, Shepard, well, because he's a, he's I'm definitely a bigger touchdown threat, whatever, and he probably gets more targets. But I think that the chances that Shepard is a better fantasy at- asset than Marshall this year are much closer than we expect. And I think he could legitimately be a breakout player in offense that is going to throw the ball, but also can't protect very well. So they might they might do what the Vikings did last year with Diggs and just. Dump a, pa- a lot of passes off at Shepard, who's like just it. too good. We should try and keep speeding through these things. Yeah, sure. we're, I'm we're talking too much about heavy. receivers I have crushed. I mean, you, you, that was that was your round there, but I'm just saying in general, we're running a little long. we got a lot to get through, so let's let's keep it tight, fellas. Even not behind the glass, keeping us on track. Alex Seriously. Gilhar, Crack the whip. Like also, I'm hungry, and it's almost yeah. lunch. <laughs> 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 I was going to say. You could have just said, shut up, Harmon. <laughs> uh, franchise, give me a breakout. Uh, my breakout is Amir Abdullah running back to yeah, Lions. I think he's in line for 200-plus touches. Dude, I, I agree. People are concerned about the f- coming off the foot injury, which kept him out last year. Yep. No concern for me. If you watched any of his runs on NFL Game Pass, oh, you would what a see plug. that he's back to full health. He looks, he looks fast, explosive. quick, aggressive. He's he's catching passes. I yeah. love him. I love and him you too. can get him at a pretty good de- yep. uh, discount. Now, my – Hot take Hot breakout take. player is another rookie running back in Houston, Dante Foreman. He was one of my top kind of sleeper prospects in this running back class. Yeah, bruh. Dude is massive. He's fast. And he he's can fast. catch the ball. I think he had some 71-yard touchdown reception earlier in the preseason. I think they're going to use him more than more than we think heading into the season. I don't know. Uh, you know, I think he's going to come in in goal line situations. Lamar Miller kind of broke down last year. I think Foreman – He's going to have a great year as a rookie there in Houston. That's I like it, and I like sexy. it a lot. Biggest disappointment, Alex Gelhar. Biggest disappointment for me, this is a pretty easy one, Leonard Fournette. He's still going in the second, early third round. I just cannot buy in on a guy with a foot injury already on a terrible offense piloted by turnover machine Blake Bortles. I just, that Doesn't help. You're going to draft him there. He could still even finish as like a mid-range RB2 perhaps, but like with his price, you're going to be mad. You're going to be mad, mad, mad too often. Hot take. Uh, Odell. Now oh. this is this is I know this is this is extremely hot, but don't hurt my heart. And here, I I love Odell. I hope he has an amazing year. But you look at the things that have progressed so far already this offseason and from last year, and you could see a story unfolding where yeah. Odell he's already banged up. Eli Manning's arm was starting to go last year. He's old. Their offensive line is turnstiles right now. Eli gets hurt. Geno Smith comes in, or Eli doesn't get hurt and just disappoints. Or whoever, Ryan Nassib, I forget who their backup is if Geno doesn't make the roster. Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. Good Lord. That's (laughs) even worse. (laughs) So, like, Eli was already starting to fade down the stretch last year. Remember that playoff game? He was throwing passes short. He was one-hopping. 
Oh, Davis Webb? Davis Webb. Well, they do Davis have Davis Webb. He's like Webb. their third he's, quarterback. Or I think he's going to make the roster, which means that the backup is either going to be uh, Geno Smith or right. Josh Johnson. But so anyways, backup's already banged up. He could come back. Sometimes those injuries linger. Okay. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there could be a chance. The, the season could write itself where Beckham just is never healthy. His quarterback situation is dire. They can't protect, and it uh, falls apart. That would that would make me sad. I don't want it to happen. I don't want but it, it could. to happen. Biggest disappointment, MG, my guy, Mark Scram. Uh My biggest disappointment, Eugene Marquis. No. You know him as T.Y. Hilton. Um, look, it, it, a lot of it is the Andrew Luck thing. He's yeah, not going to be there. I mean, you got that's, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, <laughs> I mean, if, if you want more, I'll I can really give you know. more. But no Andrew Luck. Forget about it. Yeah. Uh, my my hot take here is Greggles. Greg Olson. Gregory. Greg. Um, I mean, I just oh. do think I do think with the the way the offense is changing. You know, Christian McCaffrey. Obviously, we've hyped him up quite a bit. But I also think you're going to see sort of the resurgence of Kelvin Benjamin this year too. And I think that means he's going to get a lot of those red zone targets. He's going to get a lot of those downfield throws. Um, I just think this offense is going to start to look different. And Greg Olson, who's been fantastic for the last few years is starting to slow down a little bit. He's starting to take on some of that Jason Witten dad running style uh, that we've <laughs> seen for so no. many years. It's and true, so though. I, I think, you know, it's I think true there's – though, man. There like is a – Lower back right. and his legs locking up, man. It's just there's, – There is an outcome. There is a range of possibilities where Greg Olson could end up being a big disappointment. 100%. <laughs> I, I can see that. I can see that. Matt Harmon, give it to me. So my biggest disappointment is a player that there's a lot of love for, I oh, feel yeah. like, in this building. 100%. Terrell Pryor from Washington. Look, I love the – idea of prior yeah. in Washington uh, but I hate his draft price right now third round wide receiver 13 third round I am all the way out on what? that look from a route assignment and team's need standpoint I think all he's right. actually a really good fit in the offense but yeah. I do not think drafters are accounting for just how crowded the Washington offense is they have and, and look I realize that I'm about to list two injured players that will likely be injured at one point Jordan Reed is an all-pro tight end. If he plays 12 games, he's going to lead the team likely in touchdowns and targets. Wow. And if he plays Josh Doxton as well, another former first-round pick, I know he's going to fit. He's going to figure into the mix if and when he gets healthy. You Jameson have until Cr- Doxson. Jamison Crowder <laughs> is an emerging slot receiver who likely leads the team in receptions. They even have a receiving back in Chris Thompson, who they I do. think is going to be out there. That is going to be with all those players out there. It's going to be tough for Pryor to hit 120 targets, which you really need him. You're banking on him to do that if you're drafting him at wide receiver 13. Not to mention, there's just been no chemistry with Washington's offense. There's a lot of turnover. So yeah. I just think people are – The are, offense has looked horrible. People are drafting Pryor at his ceiling, and I think he'll be a disappointment at that draft price. Right. Now, my hot take disappointment yes. is LaShawn McCoy. And this one's pretty simple. The Bills' offense is going to suck. You don't want to associate your <laughs> running backs with suck offenses. So it's pretty simple. Okay, there you go. Well done. And he gets traded midseason to, you know, some team and oh. has to learn a new system. Oh, God, that's so the hot take go. right there. Wow. I like that. Uh, Matt Franciscovich. Yeah, my biggest disappointment is the running back that's being taken uh, sixth uh, among running backs right yes. now, DeMarco Murray. This has nothing to do with your Derrick Henry hot <laughs> uh, Yeah, they, they relate He's to each other a little bit. He's consistent. They relate to each other a little bit. So, I, wait, I think I have Derrick Henry as my breakout player of the year and my hot take fantasy, highest fantasy scoring player of the year. So, perfect. Look, There's DeMarco Murray's. What? There's a theme here. D- yeah, there a is. A lot of Derrick Henry. Rip off that shirt. You probably got a tattoo right there. <laughs> DeMarco Murray's being taken as a top 10 running back. He's coming off a hamstring injury. He got a few reps in uh, the week three preseason game. Yeah. Didn't look so hot. 
Uh, our buddy Chris Wessling of the ATN podcast even tweeted, I trust everything Wes tweets. Follow him if you don't uh, for fantasy advice and just NFL. Football it, takes. It, football football takes. takes. Yep. He said DeMarco Murray looks like a shell of, of what he looked like at this point last year. Mm. So it's probably has something to do with a hamstring injury, but he's another year older. He's got yeah, a, a lot, lot of carries of under work, his belt. Yep. I think this is the year that Derrick Henry kind of takes over that backfield and DeMarco Murray kind of slides into the background. Okay. My hot take, hot take. For, for biggest disappointment. You guys ready? Oh, boy. Yep. Tom Brady. Oh, baby. Everyone thinks this dude's going to throw for 55, 60 oh, touchdowns. Man. Pat's nation. Pat's going to go 60. Bro. Maybe you didn't hear about it, but Julian Edelman's out for the year. But, but They don't have any depth but beyond Julian Edelman special, at wide receiver. Special okay, diet and, and microfiber underwear. He's also 40 years old. Here are some <laughs> stats in Tom Brady underwear. since 2014 without <laughs> yes. Julian Edelman. His uh, passing touchdowns per game is an entire but, touchdown fewer, 2.4 to 1.4. But $200 pajamas. <laughs> His passer rating with Edelman is 106.9 <laughs> without 86.4. He's not going to be able to recover from the Edelman loss. But Uggs. Tom Brady's going to crumble into dust. What about the Uggs? Oh, <laughs> crumble into dust. Wow. I've been burned before by doubting Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> not this time. This didn't go so well for us last time we did Not it. this time. <laughs> Waiver wire ad of the year. Alex Gellhar, Wizkid from Wisconsin. Uh, Wendell Smallwood. We kind of <clears> touched <throat> on this earlier. Nope. Uh, but LeGarrette Blount. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. He's already splitting some first-team reps with LeGarrette Blunt, who hasn't looked great. Wendell Smallwood had some flashes last year. If they don't address the situation in a Did different he way. Yeah, he, he had some viable fantasy weeks last year. Uh, okay. So, anyways, if they don't address the situation, Blunt gets is too old, too slow, whatever. Darren Sproles is all – Darren Sproles and LeGarrette Blunt combined for 64 years on this earth right now. Woo! That's a lot amongst for two running backs. <laughs> Wendell Smallwood could fi- figure into the mix somewhere. Wow. And my hot take one hot take is uh, I'm going to franchise's backfield here, David Fluellen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Third string That's running let's back. Let's go. That's, That's a hot take. <laughs> David so if, if Marco Murray gets injured a little bit and then Derrick Henry takes over the load, they're going to dispel him a little bit. All right. Why not with David Fluellen? Also, I had to pick him because shout out to Mark Sessler's fantasy corner oh, from like yeah. two, three years ago. He mentioned David Fluellen. He was ahead of everybody. So peek behind the curtain for everybody out there listening or watching on Facebook Live. Yesterday yeah. we had a content meeting, just you know, the four of us yeah. here, and, and Gelhard dropped a Jalston Fowler. And now he's following up today with David Fluellen. Like, yeah, I, baby. I mean, Jones. you're just pulling like third and fourth string running backs out of you wanted some way. heat. This heat wave's getting <laughs> to your head, man. David Fluellen, fantasy playoff <laughs> MVP. Fluellen. You know, Fluellen was like the player that Sessler <laughs> would list him on the fantasy corner. I'm like, oh, I'm really embarrassed that like I remember sca- watching scouting him at Toledo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I wanted to do Fluellen two, twofold. One, and Beautiful. piggyback off that, and two, Beautiful. give a shout out to Mark Sessler's fantasy corner, which wow. is one of the best things ever. <laughs> we don't have any. I friends. love it. MG, my guy, Marcus Grant. Uh, this might sound kind of hot takey here. But Mitchell Trubisky as the waiver wire ad of the year. I like it. I mean, that's not even your hot take. I I, I could see a situation where Mike Glennon falters. Maybe he gets hurt. Maybe he just plays poorly. But Trubisky steps in. Like Mike Glennon. He just is Mike Glennon. But I could see a situation where Trubisky steps in, and it's not a one-to-one comparison to last year with the Cowboys. But Trubisky could step in behind a good offensive line with a productive running back. He may not have the pass catchers that that Dak had, you know, with with Des Bryant and Cole Beasley and what have you, but He's got guys who are who've been around. Kendall Wright uh, is a guy who can be productive. Hopefully, Kevin White does something this year. But I can see a situation where Mitchell Trubisky steps in, and for people who are streaming quarterbacks, who are going with a quarterback rotation, even two QB leagues, is a productive option for you by the end of the year. Hot takey. I'm staying the same team. 
Who could be this year's Jordan Howard? Maybe the guy who takes Jordan Howard's job. Oh, baby. Tariq, oh, my. Tariq Cohen. Oh, yeah. Wow. The human joystick. The human joystick. I mean, the guy with North Carolina A&T. North Carolina A&T. That's right. And the mighty MEAC. The MEAC, man. Like, Tariq Cohen (laughs) slides in there. If uh, if Jordan Howard cannot fulfill his running back duties and just jitterbug his way through that offensive line, catch some passes out of the backfield and hey, open some eyes. By the way, can I just say this? Tar Cohen has actually looked decent. Carrying he has. Ball. Yeah, he's looked pretty like, good. He's not. It. He's not a gimmick guy. He, this guy is obviously great out of the backfield, catching the football. But he, I was incredibly impressed by how fluid he looked and how comfortable he looked running as an actual you know, ball carrier. And the other thing is, he has that. He sort of has that. What they call it, the Jaquiz Rogers ability in the sense that he's really he's five six. Oh, he's so that means he ducks down behind these big offensive linemen, yeah. and you can't find him back. Yep. There. Yeah, I've liked him. Uh, I think he's good. Yeah. Harmon, uh, I'm, I can't wait till we get to your hot one here because yeah, I see it on the rundown now. Go. So Matt Harmon. All right. So my initial pick, waiver wire, actual waiver wire. I like this one too. Is DeAndre Washington? Okay. Right now, he the second year back is consistently going outside the top fifty running backs, which means he's likely going to get dropped in the last in the first few weeks unless he absolutely blows it up. Uh, but Bye. by the time he is the best fantasy running back in Oakland come December, wow. people will regret that and they'll be rushing to the waiver wire to add him. <laughs> it is not unfair wow. at all, in my opinion, to call Marshawn Lynch the biggest unknown of the regular season of the 2017 season. The last yeah. time we saw him touch an NFL football. In a regular season game was November fifteenth, two thousand and fifteen. That's a long, long free time ago. Time ago, long time. So if he's washed, if any, if he gets hurt, if he just doesn't carry a full load, which there's already been reports that that might happen, Washington is going to be a potential lead back with pass catching upside in one of the best offenses in the NFL. Okay, easy fantasy recipe for success. Now my hot take. Hot take. Here we go. Laquan Treadwell. Woo! We're cooking a little bit in here Laquan. now. <laughs> so you're presuming like he's actually on the field and stuff this year. He well. was out there in the third preseason game making some plays, despite the fact that Laquan. he was injured this offseason from like getting in training camp fights. I think they really do want Treadwell to oh, be successful. They want him to be oh, yeah. catch last they, year. They do want him to be they successful. Wa- the, he, look, I thought Treadwell was a really good prospect. I'm high on this Vikings offense. Me too. As am I. I Which is strange to say, but I think Bradford can get it done. I obviously love Stephon Diggs. They have a good tight end in Kyle Rudolph. What is wrong with y'all? They have Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Now, now my my question for you, though, legitimately, though, is any worries about what happens when Michael Floyd comes back? (laughs) No. No, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I, was say, I won't I even. That's a serious question. And Geller starts laughing. <laughs> I won't even be surprised if Floyd doesn't make the team. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'd, I'd I love the fact that this. That I love the fact that again, this is this is the disconnect between you know uh, the common person drafting and fantasy Twitter, which is fantasy Twitter loves the Vikings too. I do. Which I I get to a degree. I think their ADP is fair. They're all cheap. Oh, super cheap. Oh my God, they're so cheap. But. <clears throat> That being said, uh, we're acting as if Sam Bradford is going to be a locked and loaded, going to play 16 games. Do Let's you go. not remember? It's Sam Bradford. Do you not remember? Fighting behind two, one of the worst offensive lines. Week two football. last year against the Green I Bay remember. Packers. <laughs> I remember. I remember Gellar's sad face after that game. I remember. Bradford played really well last oh, year. He man. played well. The offensive not, line just fell I'm not, apart. I'm not saying he's a bad player. He can be a distributor. I'm just saying. James, when Treadwell catches two <laughs> touchdowns against the Saints in week one, you come back in this podcast Let's studio and go. talk about it. Let's go. French, hit me with some waiver wire ads. Uh, we both oh. agree on our waiver wire pickup of the year. Here we year. go. 
Chris Carson. Let's go. Rookie running back in yeah, Seattle, buddy. baby. A ridiculous preseason. Gotten some opportunities because of injuries mm. and has taken advantage of those opportunities. Mm. He can catch the ball. Preach. He's, he's a beast at the goal line. Preach. Trucking <laughs> offensive lineman. You've you seen my gift. Oh, dude, I love it. You've seen it. Oh, I, I seen it. it. I think, I it. I think I, if he gets an opportunity, which will probably only become uh, come due to injury, which is probably likely – what? what are you talking about? Thomas Rawls, Eddie Lacy? These guys are never hurt. CJ Procise, I mean, he's going to run away. He's going to run away with his job if he gets a chance <laughs> to be the primary back there. Uh, just, to, just to piggyback off of that, what I was saying, too, is that you know they, they are projected to have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Don't care. And, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. But what I was saying was yeah. his powerful running style to be able to generate yards on his own I think that actually plays well For into sure. what Seattle wants to get done, which is establish the run. But it's hard to do that behind a broken and terrible offensive line. Right. Chris Carson could be the guy that it doesn't matter. Like, I'm going to generate yards on my own anyways. Totally you know I mean? agree. So, so there you go. Hell yeah, let's go. Let's go. All right, my hot take is uh, running back in Green Bay, Aaron Jones, another rookie. Great so athlete. he's third on the depth chart, I believe, behind Jamal Williams. UTEP? UTEP. Yeah, UTEP. we know he has uh, really good measurables, yep. was productive in college. He's a smaller back, but I think if something were to happen to Ty Montgomery, an injury, the sickle cell thing coming up, mm. I think it would be a committee of Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. And I think as soon as Ty Montgomery misses a game or two, Aaron Jones is going to be a, a huge waiver wire add. I like it. So, again, I love Chris Carson as a potential waiver wire add of the year. Let me talk about Ryan Fitz magic. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah, this one. Uh oh. <laughs> of all the ones, this might be the hottest of the hot takes. <laughs> um, um. Wow. When Ryan Fitzpatrick gets on a team, Ryan Fitzpatrick becomes the starting quarterback. <laughs> is this not true? This is true. This is true. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't know what's going to happen with Jameis. I don't know what's going to happen with Jameis. Crab legs finally Could, come back to. He's gonna convert to white. But Ryan Fitzmagic somehow finds a way. <laughs> he really does. Life finds a way, <laughs> and Ryan Fitzmagic finds Certainly a way. Dr. That Ian is, Malcolm is here right. now. That's a hot take. <laughs> what a way to what a way to end the predictions. <laughs> Read the whole thing. NFL.com/slash/fantasy-predictions. There are right. categories we left off. Very uh, quickly, let's leagues. burn through some listener league. You want to start? Should we start? Oh, no, I'll do it. I'll, I got I got a couple. James Rodriguez. This guy has been an ardent fan uh, of all of ours. He follows all of us on Twitter. Uh, follows all a lot of the uh, ATN folks as well. At James R fifty two oh four. He is a uh, he either is a police officer or training to be a police officer uh, in Southern California. I hope I got the right guy. Now that I think about it, I don't know if I do, but it doesn't matter. Uh-oh. Uh, at well. James R5204, you're, you're in the in. league. You're in. Uh, I did go through his Twitter timeline, um, and uh, he's very active, which is great. Um, and he's very much into sports, music. Oh, and it, I think he's also into boxing and MMA. He checks all the boxes for me. Plus, he's got a strong name. James Rodriguez, welcome to the Danger Zone League. Nice. Second Woo. selection, Chip Soros. Uh, he's got a very cute daughter. He is a uh, beverage director at a sushi joint in Colorado. Nice. Sent us a very nice review. It was that Darth Fantasy review. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that. I Obviously, remember that one. We're all, we're all Star Wars homers here. Death so. Star blows up. Spoiler. Spoiler. Every movie. You should ask him, how do you operate a sushi joint in Colorado? Uh, well, he's the beverage director. Oh, so yeah. he's slinging sake. Oh, <laughs> firing those sake bottles. Loves, loves some sake. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, next time I go to Colorado, it, and here's the thing: next time I go to Colorado, who am I going to call? There I'm you go. Ghostbusters. Hey. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. I thought that was you set, setting up for that. <laughs> no, negative. Oh, so, guys. James Rodriguez, Chip Suarez, welcome into the Danger Zone League, OG League. Hit. All right. Uh, also, want to give a quick shout-out to everybody. You know, uh, we thank you all so much for your reviews, for yes. helping us out. You guys did a lot of kind words. Really warmed our hearts to know that you guys are out there and you enjoy the pod so much. 100%. So, My heart's we're sorry so cold, if you didn't actually. get into this league, but <laughs> – Find other listeners. Make, create listener-only leagues if you didn't get into these and try again next year. Yeah, but that would be fun. Our final entrant in the OG League, submitted on iTunes, Nick Yaroma, uh, titled Entry for Fan League, five stars. This Nick was a good one because Yaroma. we needed to round out our top ten, and okay. he had a very creative review. said, I couldn't praise this podcast enough, so I brought in my friends to help me do it. Ooh. And I quote, six letters here just for everybody out there in fantasy land. L-I-S-T-E-N, attributed like to Aaron Rodgers. I like it. I like this, attributed to Kirk Cousins. <laughs> and I said, we said, I said, are you listening? They said, the listening. If you listening, I said, we listening there. Wow. Quoted to Jameis Winston. <laughs> wow. And the last quote he got for it, better yeah. ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's, from Peyton Manning. <laughs> he says, I hope I can get into the fan league with a smiley face. Nick, you're on my congratulations. Your creativity got you into you're the OG in. League. Uh, so hit us up on Twitter so we can get your email address and get that started. At a baby. Hipsters League, let's go. All right. So this one, uh, at Drifting Hippie on Twitter, okay. uh, <laughs> which I already like the name. That's yes. a great start. That's a great uh, his great first name is Jonathan. Man. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. That's a great uh, he sent us in his review and a couple of highlights from the review. Yes. And I think everybody's going to like this. One, okay. he says, the guys that run this show are legit. Really wish they'd bring Co and Rank back to the Fantasy Live TV show. It's hey! a little dull hey. without them. Good news for you. Oh! Back. This is disagree. No offense. <laughs> wow. All right. He said, no offense oh, to the rest of the guys, <laughs> especially since I relate to the mats the most. Oh, kind yes. of a hipster, but not really. Yes. Love to be in any league with you guys. Okay. Uh, he also brews his own beer, which he sent screenshots Ooh, in. So, that's obviously... Very strong. Had to get that going. Bonus okay, points. Good. So Perfect. we are welcoming you as the last listener into to listen the Hipsters League. League. Quick, well quick, quick Hipsters League disclaimer. We have one guy who has not reached out since I put him in the league, okay. at Scott Donnelly. Scott Donnelly, hit us up on Twitter, bro. I need your email address. You know what? Let's put a clock on him. If, if he's not listening to the podcast and knowing you know that what I'm he's saying? in. You know what I'm saying? I'm not yeah. going to yeah. like go out of my way Next to Next episode, him. if he doesn't have Here's it, we thing. just pick somebody else. We're putting him on a clock. Sure. And I sent an invite to just about everyone else in the league this morning. That's so right. you should have it in your emails. I there declined mine. Could you send it again? Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, boy. Okay. <clears throat> so that gentleman is on the clock. Yes. If Scott he doesn't Tom. respond by Monday. Yeah. You're out. We're picking now. someone else, bro. We're that's hipsters. right. We don't mess around. Oh, so good. we've got one last segment. We haven't also gone back behind the glass to producer Chris. Yeah, Did producer we Chris. get the block party drop in the board yet or no? Guys, we've got no block party. Oh. Oh. No block party. Why don't we, we can just, just scream it, next it yeah, ourselves? We're already. I'm well, basically, that's what we, we will. This, this po- there's already a lot of <laughs> energy in this podcast. So <laughs> Let's go to the block party. This is a basically a mean tweet segment. We are going to read some interesting tweets that have come our way. And we will explain why you're getting blocked, pal. Yeah. All right. We're going to start with Alex Gilhar. Hit me, bud. All right. So about a week or so ago, I rode uh, streaming quarterbacks for number one uh, or for week one, and Sam Bradford was among them. Yes. And somebody, uh, Chris Saffle, at csaffle1 on Twitter, hit me back with a, oh, so this is the year Sam Bradford will break out? That train has sailed. Chris getting blocked for two reasons. One. Sailed? I never said he was going to break out. I said you could start him for week one. And two, since when do trains sail? Get your, get your metaphors and quips in line, bro. You're blocked. Blocked. I've seen a sailing train. 
Chris Saffle, <laughs> what? No, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> Chris Saffle, you've been blocked. Blocked. Block party. Block party. All right, MG, my guy, Marcus Gray. Worst wow. segment ever. Uh, literally a week ago, uh, the, <laughs> the, the NFL it. fantasy handle tweeted out my list of players to avoid. Bear, yes. bear of bad yeah. news, Marcus G delivers his tw- his list of 2017 fantasy football busts. Mm. Touchdown buttons at TD underscore buttons responded back with, "Okay, does anybody know how many fantasy championships Marcus has won? Zero? To which point?" Props to franchise who immediately fired back with a photo of me drinking out of the cup <laughs> oh my God. from the Fantasy this Life Championship trophy. So oh franchise my had my back. So you know what, TD Buttons? One, nobody has to put their freaking resume out there when they're like <laughs> analyzing fantasy football. But two, you are wrong and you are blocked. You're blocked. Chris, you're really going to have some audio work to do on this one to lower these so we don't is, blow out people's better eardrums. better than the drop, guys. <laughs> I think it is. Probably is. Because it's different every time. Oh, but. dude. Oh, man. I love this. Matt Harmon. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I don't block too many people. I, don't block. I block everyone. Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah, franchise has got a long block list. Oh, my God. You're blocked. Let, let you're it run blocked. through the rest of the podcast. Uh, no, I don't block too many people, but – just yesterday, I don't I don't have the tweet queued up because I forgot. Uh, but the but uh, cool. yesterday I tweeted about the Stefan Diggs thing and how many people were asking me questions and I had a few you know I said this do, this move outside does not hurt him and I had at least two or three people respond with funny because everything else seems to look I do not get upset about much on Twitter okay but your stupid jokes about players injuries are one rude. I'm going to come in and break your legs and see how you feel about it. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> That's a Whoa. threat. I don't know. I don't, I don't, listen, I don't think you're going to be tweeting cute jokes about it. That's all I'm saying. It's a oh metaphor for God. blocking you. And two, I it, they're never funny. Like, okay. that's the thing is they're they're literally – they're never clever. If they were clever, maybe we'd like okay. get by. But so, yeah, those people, you're blocked. Yep. You're blocked. Block party. Block party. Block party. What's that? All right, French. There's was a that goat? Tom, was There's that Tom goat? Brady? I don't understand. French, What's you got multiple people you're blocking in the I have part? two. Can I do two? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Hey, I was going to say, we might want to just let him read By the way, franchise episode. is mad online a lot. Oh, dude. Peek behind the curtain here. So I've already blocked this guy oh my last God. year, but I revealed what? French loves to block. People. He's mad online. Yeah, do not online. tweet at me or I'll block. Well, we were going <laughs> to do not. We said, we said <laughs> yesterday the franchise's Twitter process is one step one tweet, step two get pissed. I hate it's Twitter. It's so great. I don't like it. It is so great. All right. All right. This this first one happened last year <clears> when <throat> I tweeted out my Kristen Michael breakout article. It yeah. said draft him in the 15th round. Okay. This guy replied, how do you have a job your fantasy analysts would help me finish 14th in a 12th man league? <laughs> Immediately blocked. Sorry. <laughs> John Davis. Also, not you have an, been blocked. Not analysis. Analysis. Yeah. And it was a run on sentence with no caps or periods. So, oh. I mean, get oh. a life. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, the other one came for when oh, I tweeted out the Jets goodness. wide receivers <laughs> depth chart in March, and yeah. I said, at that point, Eric Decker and Quincy and Nunors were still alive on, on the roster. Yep. I said, has the Jets wide receiving core ever been uglier? And Jets Twitter came at me oh, like they'd never come at me before. This guy, oh. this one guy replied, uh, Dave Nuss, he says, who are you? Why are you talking about the Jets? And how are you Twitter verified? Because saying things like this is just dot, 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 ugh. You know what? You know what, David Nuss? Dot, dot, dot. You're blocked! Block party! Block party! Oh, man.
man. This is the best. <laughs> Whoa, this feels great. Can we just do this for the rest of the year? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, <coughs> All right. Uh, I, love this, blocked. I love this tweet, James, too, that yes. you're blocking here. <coughs> All right. So uh, I'm going to be blocking a fellow by the name of David Charlie. Uh, he tweeted this at me. <coughs> Quote, please quite. <coughs> All your advice is horrible. How you've lasted this long is simply amazing at James D. Kell. Is he trying to tell you to quit? Is that what was happening? That yes. Okay. It's please, please quite. quite. Please, but please he's, quite. But he, he typed it out as please quite. quite. And I responded by saying, I will never quite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, he's a big Rich Eisen fan. Um, so, again, I don't block people either unless it's racist. Yeah. Um, but Racist, homophobic, or you use the R word. That was the only qualification. Or apparently you tweeted about it. But for the sake of the segment, watch but for the sake right now. Of the segment, guess what? David, Charlie, you have been blocked. You've got blocked. Oh, man. I think we might have to do this every week. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> feels no. great. I got oh, it. about every week. Maybe, oh, maybe, maybe it's like a mid-season Yeah, thing. mid-season block party. Oh, wow. That and a Christmas block party. So <laughs> insane. We're going to close out the show with Daily Daps. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the day. Daps and hook. All right, here we go. Daily Dap time. Alex Gelhar, give it to me. Uh, Daily Daps to, to week one being next week. I'm so glad it's here. Oh, yeah, I'm, so, yeah. I'm so out of takes. Let's I'm so I'm so <laughs> done with the preseason and the off season. Give me new film to watch. Give me new data to analyze. Just just and just more takes to have. I want the warm embrace of the NFL season to to hold me. I like preseason week four film is gonna be lit. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Uh, Matt Franchise, give me a daily dap, please. I'm going to give daily daps to this article so I saw on Vice's uh, music section called Noisy. It's called Taylor Swift needs to sit this year out. It's an op-ed, and it is very enlightening. Uh, I don't like Taylor Swift very much. I don't like her new song. I don't know if you guys know. Okay. But she's known for writing her own songs, right? Taylor Swift is? Yeah. Yes, she is. That's one of her big things. She's a good songwriter. Mm -hmm. She ripped off I'm Too Sexy, credited that with the person. Credited on on the album credits as, like, I ripped off your chorus and put it in my song. If you listen to the songs back to back, it's like holy crap! You just, so in other you words, just right, right said Fred should come stomping through the door. He's getting he's getting money out of out uh, single sales from from Taylor Swift's new okay. song because he basically wrote the chorus. I don't like her. Uh, she's avoided politics in a very tumultuous time in our in our uh, country here. Okay, and you know the, there, there's this quote from Dante's Inferno that uh, John F. Kennedy used to say, "The hottest places in hell." are reserved for those who, in time of moral crisis, preserve their neutrality. Oh, man. And Taylor Swift is an artist with millions and millions of followers, and she sat by and was quiet and did nothing last year. And for those reasons, she's getting a negative daily dap. Oh, oh hot, the, man. The hot take uh, episode continues. I know. This is the hottest episode we have ever had. Matt Harmon, do you have a daily dap, my friend? Yeah, and it's, it's not hot. I just want a daily dap as we're coming here to the to the, uh, the the dawn of the season. Yes. And the end of the preseason. That's how it goes. 
Um, I just want to daily dab to everybody that uh, supported uh, the Reception Perception this offseason and purchased the Ultimate Draft Kit uh, where that was in. Really appreciate it. The sales were awesome. It's great to see so much support. It was an awesome platform that the fantasy footballers gave me. If anybody else is interested in it, ah. you can, of course, go to receptionperception.com and click on the link with my little face there to uh, purchase access to it. So, like it. so second pod in a row that you've dapped yourself. <laughs> no, I'm dapping the people. I'm dapping the people who have supported me in this adventure, financially, spiritually, and emotionally. Wow. Which none of you, jackass. Uh, why? Why? No, I, like I bought you. A I did. Beer. I feel like I bought you a beer at some point. Oh, I, I, right. I bought so reception daily dap, perception. Daily dap to Marcus Grant. <laughs> I bought reception perception, bro. Yeah, but you just uh, you just undid it by hurting my feelings. Give me my money back. <laughs> wow, <laughs> can't do that. Take it up with customers. Franchise uh, accurate. Second episode in a row. Should we should start a tally. Here, you know what? Just take yeah, the here's good. twenty bucks. Perfect. Get off my back. <laughs> MG, my guy, Marcus Grant. Uh, you know, I'm gonna daily dap. Uh, well, JJ Watt maybe in particular, but just all the folks down there in Houston because it's obviously a, a bad, Dude, bad what situation. What JJ Watt is doing is amazing. I mean, I, as I donated to his as program. of as of this recording of this podcast, he is over ten million dollars that he has helped raise for uh, for the recovery efforts down there in Houston. Um, but yeah, just so there's so many people obviously whose names we don't know, whose names we may never know who have been involved in trying to help out there with the floodwaters, whether it's rescuing people, whether it's offering shelter or any just sort of comfort or whatever that that, that, uh, that you can down there. Um, you know, and I know it's it is always it's always really sad and hard to see these sorts of things. It's always it's even harder when you know people there. I've got family in the Houston area. I've got family in the Port Arthur Beaumont area in East Texas, which is also starting to get hit really hard in this last part of it. But uh, honestly, just. Everybody out there who are, who's down there, stay safe, stay smart. You know, hopefully help will come. Yeah. But uh, daily dabs definitely to all the people who are helping. JJ Watt has certainly been front and center in that effort. He will he will be the king of Houston for a very very true even when he's done he, playing. He already he was. He already was, but he's locked that in now yeah, probably true. forever. Daily dabs. Uh, my daughter's going to preschool. Uh oh. She just started preschool. I felt sad. We can't really call her baby Cohen. Dude, anymore. No. <laughs> I think I think that she, portion she, of her life is now. She toddler co now. Ki- I don't know. Kitty co. Maybe Ki- Ooh, <laughs> kitty kitty co. Kitty co. Did it go? Mm. I feel a little weird saying. Yeah, <laughs> but it is an alliteration. It, yeah, but you know it's KK, so that's yeah, a little, it's a little awkward. Oh, we're it's yeah. getting awkward. All right, pass. <laughs> I'm gonna remain <laughs> neutral in this time of moral crisis. <laughs> <laughs> going to hell, therefore buddy. be going to hell. <laughs> going to hell. The hottest place. <laughs> no, uh, maybe TK. Maybe we'll go with the uh, Todlico. Right. TK is good. I like that. TK. Is good. TK. All right, so Color we'll me skeptical, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised it took that long. Just want to throw that. In. Oh, I totally forgot. Oh man, we dropped we dropped the ball. All right, all you guys are blocked. I'm on it. Blocked. You guys suck. Color me skeptical. Um. <clears throat> so yes, uh, I don't really know. Uh, it's not, I guess untraditional daily that, but yeah, it's uh, she she just started preschool this week, and I'm like, man, I am washed. Yeah, I am absolutely <laughs> confirmed and promoted. We've been, telling, we've been telling you that for like a year or so now. Yeah, I know, but I've been trying to tell you that go. since I met you. Uh, <laughs> oh, will you stop? Producer Chris, Daily Dap, what you got, brah? Yeah, I got a piggyback on Marcus, man. You can't overstate what J.J. Watt has done. Over $10 mm-hmm. million dollars as of this morning, and there's so much negativity in this world. It's so it's so cool to see just the humanity and everybody raising money for right? Houston. So absolutely J.J. Watt for sure. Very, very cool. All right, so. Go to NFL.com slash fantasy. Sign up your team. Sign up your league. Do it right now. Sign up for Game Pass. Get your free trial. NFL.com slash Game Pass. For the boys, we got producer Chris. We got franchise. We got MG. My guy Marcus Grant. Matt Harmon, West Virginia's finest. We got the WizKid from Wisconsin. Alex Keller. I'm James Coe. We'll see you Monday.
You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.